0: afternoon everyone this is john harvey for the modern conservative today's day is july 6 the day after a great liberty I mean, <laughs> independence day weekend my bad um, hey before we get started people have been asking me hey what's the modern conservative and i want to give a little explanation what i believe today the modern conservative is To me, the modern modern conservative represents being a conservative, understanding the Constitution, believing the Constitution, and you love the thought of living and being protected under that Constitution. Um, Case in point, you know, as a conservative, you know, if you want to say we believe in freedom, as a conservative, your mindset can't be Freedom by my definition as a conservative. I believe freedom is by the definition of the Constitution. For example, when we have all when we all have inalienable rights, well, that means we all have certain rights. You know, if you want to be black, white, crossdresser, transgender, what have you, that's your right. And I support that. I don't look at things from a religious perspective because that's not freedom. To me as a conservative, at least a modern day conservative, you truly believe that everybody has a right to live equally under the constitution. Um, I think the problem with religion sometimes, I mean, um, politics is religion. You know, I've often heard people say, you know, Republicans are Bible thumpers and You know, and they're racist and they don't like um, transgenders, blah, 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 blah. Well, I don't think that way. And as a conservative, I don't think we should think that way. I should think we should get everybody the opportunity to live according to what the Constitution, well, according to the rights that the Constitution gives you and the Bill of Rights gives you as an individual person in this country. I know some people out there are not going to agree with that because some of us can't separate the Constitution at parts and religion. Um, There's topics out there that, you know, I can say, hey, that's not for me and I don't believe in it. But that's just me as a conservative. I don't try to put my beliefs onto another individual unless they're breaking the law you know, the Constitution says you can have freedom to reign as an individual, but as long as you don't break the laws of the land. So, as a, as the modern conservative, I think of things and look at things without being associated uh, with race, that's without, without socialized of uh, religion, and personal effects. So, hard for me to explain this to people sometimes how can you be a conservative say for example i've had someone say to me how can you be a conservative if you believe in if you don't believe in abortion i said well i don't believe in abortion but is it my right to decide what's right for somebody else now if there's a law that says hey it's illegal hey i'm all for it but at this point, there's not a law that really says it's illegal unless you live in certain states. And then you'll probably be sued by ACLU said you're violating your federal civil rights. So that's another issue in itself. But there's certain things as a modern conservative, you can and say, hey, look, some people do have a right to live a certain way they want. Hey, it may not work for me. It may not work for a lot of people, but it may work for that one individual. Because it's just one individual in a country of many, he still is protected under the Constitution. So that's a little bit what the modern conservatives stand for in my life. And what it means for me, everybody else can believe completely different if they choose to. But if you truly believe in the Constitution, and we all have rights that are protected, then we should all allow everybody else to exercise those rights under the Constitution. And as long as they don't break the law of the land. So that's my little definition of my version of being a conservative and modern conservative. I think of things without religion involved, personal identity involved. Basically, it's mostly I consider the individual actions. And they're the one that pays the consequences whether they break the law of the land or not. That's not for me to judge. That's another system in itself that's sometimes tainted. I know. But what I want to talk about today is um, a little bit about racism. Somebody brought up to me um, the other day, Black History Month. They said, you guys have everything. First of all, I don't fall alone on you guys because I don't believe in Black History Month. Um, Black History Month, as far as I'm concerned, absolutely useless. If somebody can email me one reason that benefits us by having Black History Month, I'll take you to lunch. Because I don't believe it exists as far as there's no reason for it. It sounds good. I mean, look, do the kids in Chicago stop killing each other during Black History Month? Nope. Does robbery, crime, Um, Great go down and black neighborhoods go down. Nope. Do we get more jobs during black history month? Nope. So what's the point? You know, why don't we have a white history month? Oh no, we can't do that. Because then that month is racist. You know, why don't we have a white entertainment? No, you can't have white entertainment because that's racist but BET is not racist. Black History Month is not racist. Morgan Freeman said it worked best. He says, there's no need to have a Black History Month. Do we have to have one month out of the year where we recognize how, how much good we've done in, in the course of a year or a lifetime? No, we don't need a Black History Month. It's there to makes some people feel good as if they accomplished something but yet to this day, I haven't found out what that accomplishment is. Is that Black Lives Matter? Is that accomplishment? The way our country is going? Is that accomplishment? Did we all get along better in the month of February? Was that our accomplishment? Uh, no, I don't think any of that happened. And if it did happen, somebody please tell me where it did because best believe it, if that happened, it would have been on some major networks across the country didn't happen. So because this weekend I've seen some postings from Black Lives Matter, which is a joke in itself. Yes, I said that. Um, there were postings that they put out that stated that every time we black people see the American flag posted on. A house. In America, we black folks get really scared of those people that own the flags. As a matter of fact, hey, I've got plenty of flags at my house right now. And I'm not afraid of my own house. My friends aren't afraid feel for my house. My neighbors have flags at their homes. Doesn't bother me at all. To me it's more like a high five. Everybody who wants to try to tear down the American flag really should take a good look at themselves and, you know, and really think about going to a country that has a, maybe a better appropriate flag for them, maybe Nigeria. Um, it just amazes me how everybody's using, well, not everybody, but people are using everything they can use to cause our country to be disliked, turned upside down. Instead of people taking the higher road and say, hey, you know what, I'm over this racist stuff. I'm over racism. You know, Donovan Mitchell, for those of you that are not from Utah, Donovan Mitchell is a basketball player of the Utah Jets. Honestly, I don't care what Donovan Mitchell has to say. He's particularly butthurt because some schools opt out of Black History Month here in Utah. He believes CRT should be imposed in the schools. His words are it's unfortunate nowadays kids do not le- get to learn about Black history. Well, isn't that what we have history for? Because I guarantee you, I know just as much as he does, if not twice as much, as about history without ever going to a critical race theory school or educational program. But most of these guys have no clue what they're talking about. It's just been repeated, repeated, and reverberated from mouth to mouth, from, from CNN, ABC, NBC, MSNBC, hell, even Fox News. Some of the stuff that they spout out is just about creating division. Because when you want people to get along together, you do certain things to make it happen. You don't tell another race that they are a bunch of racists and you expect people to get along with the race that's calling them racists. You know, there are a lot of people in this country who ancestors never owned slaves. And believe it or not, there are white people who have absolutely no racist bone in their body. But I will dare say, I think we all have a little bit of racism in it. I mean, I'm sure we all said some stuff, or I even had the thought of saying something that could be construed as racist. Nowadays, anything you say is considered racist. Now, I was talking to somebody about affirmative action just this morning. And he's a big fan for affirmative action, a really big fan, which is absolutely ridiculous. Now, this is coming from a white guy. I've also heard people say, you know what? If I was black, I would know how black people would feel to walk around a state, speaking of Utah, with a bunch of white people in it, where there's a bunch of racists. So I ask her the question, what's racism as a white person? You tell me what racism is as a white person. She says, I never experienced racism. I said, now, how are you going to speak on something you've never experienced? Because I know a lot of black people who've never experienced racism. And I have. But I guarantee you my version of racism, your version is completely different. Your version is going to be they can't get jobs. Um, the government does more for the white man than he does for the, the blacks. Um, there's programs, you know, for Black, white guys get businesses from loans from banks. Well, there's tons of programs for minorities. Federal government has tons of programs. The problem is you if you wanna be like the white man, you, you learn like the white man, you educate yourself on these programs. I mean, people don't realize you can walk into your bank today and say, hey, I wanna get a SBA minority loan. The banks knows what it is but if you don't, you won't get it. See, there's certain things you need to learn and quit considering everything being racism, when actuality, it's your lack of knowledge that makes you unequal in certain realms when it comes to the white man. Do I wanna see the white man works harder than we do? No, I'm not gonna say that. But will I say that we work a lot less than some um, others? I will say that I think we got into the point where we think everything's supposed to be given to us. I don't know anybody unless it's been inherited to you through generations to walk into a company and pretty have it easily made. And I don't even call that white privilege. I call that the benefits of your family and your ancestors working their asses off and handing down from generation to generation. And the children run that corporation or that company. For example, you want to talk about the Hearst, Hearst family. You know, there are big families in this country, the Rockefeller family. There are big countries, I mean, big families in this country that have a lot of wealth. And that wealth has been handed down to the kids. Now, you may want to call that white privilege. Or I would simply say you are the byproduct of an ancestor or relative that created wealth and it trickled down through the years. And, and they ran the same company. Um, I myself know that, you know, being a minority in an all white state, never thought difference of it, never thought about it. But when you've been taught, you can't succeed because there's programs out there for the white man that is not there for the minority, that is not true. You just haven't been educated on those that are available to you. Because there are in actuality, there's more available to you than there is the white man. As a matter of fact, if you go apply for a federal contract on a job site, I do one better. I got a buddy of mine. I'm gonna give you a little story. I got a buddy of mine. He was sitting he's LDS, he's sitting in the church one day. And they said, Benny. Hill Air Force Base is looking for a landscape contractor. So Benny said, Yeah, so I think I'll apply for that contract. Well, Benny applied for the contract. And what he was told was that there were all white men bidding for this contract. There were no minorities in this bidding war. Benny came in about $800,000 higher than the lowest bid. And still got the job. Why is that? And he'll tell you himself, and maybe one day I'll have him on. Solely because he was the only minority applying for that government contract. See, what people don't know is when it comes to government contracts, a certain amount of those have to be issued out to minorities, even if your bid is higher. that's the federal government. That's the real story that happened here in Utah. And this was about 12 years ago. So there are programs out there for you. It's not because you're blacky you can't get them. Hey, maybe you're not, even, you're not qualified. Maybe some other minority outbid you. So the cohort facts are racism in this country is something that's really, 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 really small as far as I'm concerned. Now, never said it didn't exist. It will always exist. You're kidding yourself if you think you're gonna eliminate total racism, even subtle racism that you don't even see. It's still gonna exist. But we need to stop putting racism where it doesn't exist, and that's in every Caucasian household. Not everybody is a racist. And I'm tired of people that are basketball players thinking because I'm a basketball player, what I sell say has credibility. No, dude, you're just a basketball player. You get paid a lot of money to play a kid's game. That's really the truth of the matter. That's the truth of the matter. And because you're so-and-so-and-so and and you're part of the NBA um, against racism, social racism organization doesn't really mean anything to me because most of us we don't live in that million dollar realm with these guys. Most of these guys are talking because they're getting paid. Most of these guys can't say anything other than what they're told to say because they're getting paid, because it's all about sponsorship. You think, so, right, here's a question for you. Here's one question. You think in the NBA, there's not one white person that disagrees with what's going on in the NBA? Nobody speaks out because you know why? It's because of Nike it's cuz of reebok it's cuz of adidas you don't dare speak out against the hand that feeds you it's just it's just not cool you think lebron james really believe everything he says no he doesn't he really doesn't because when they drill the ball down the court especially in utah and you look up there and 95% of the fans are white hmm i guarantee you they know it's not true But money sometimes will overpower common sense, and I think that's the case in a lot of these athletes, you know. Because I remember Michael Jordan was was uh well the the uh, black community was pissed off at Michael Jordan because he wouldn't denounce the Republicans, and um, Michael Jordan's and you can and this is in the movie um, his uh, documentary when he says Republicans buy shoes too. That was the smartest mood he made because he disrespected nobody. Whereas LeBron James is telling us Republicans are racist. White folks are racist. You know, he regret playing against, against white people, but he has to, because that's what he does for a living. This is in his show, the barbershop or whatever the hell you call it. Um, but that was an article that I had read where he quoted saying that, you know, he didn't like white people, you know? So this will probably be one of the last few times I speak of racism, unless something really stupid happened. Well, which means I'll probably talk about it the next time because that happens every damn day. It seems like somebody says something stupid and everybody eats it up and then it makes the news. Everybody gets pissed off and people want to riot. You know, so who knows? Maybe I'll never stop talking about it. But I I will tell you this. It's not going to go away if nobody stands up against it. Simple as that. As long as they're allowed to keep saying what they're saying and doing what they're doing, you're going to keep getting the same results and the same tag bestowed upon you by these people because they know you're not going to say a damn word. Somebody said to me yesterday, oh, actually, no, as as late as today, as a matter of fact, Somebody says, dude, I can't say what you say. He said, I won't have a job. I said, problem is they know that. They know that. They'll know you're not going to stand up. Yeah, there's some of us that will. But they know for the large proportion, no, they're not going to say anything because it's all about the job. They figure, you know what? We can stomp on these people, talk trash on them, make them look bad they're not going to say anything, not a word. I mean, for example, you know, two guys in a job in a job, white guy walks in and say, Hey, I got this job because I'm white. Well, he's fired. He is fired. Black guy walks in an office and say, Hey, I got this job because I'm black. HR said, well, welcome to our company. That's the difference nowadays. White cat can't do what a black man does and get away with it because that's the nature of the game. I've got, I passed a cop a few months back doing 92 miles an hour. Radar tech goes off. As I'm flying by him at 70 miles an hour, he's just looking at me. And I go, what the hell? I actually turn around like an idiot and park right beside him roll my window down. And I said to him, what the hell was that all about? He said, dude, I don't want no problems. I said, what makes you think I'm going to give you a problem? He goes, well, I can write you a ticket right now. I said, I'm good. (laughs) And then I drove off, but that's how bad it is right now. People are afraid of black people because we are are, we are thought to be trouble right now. And that's not a cool image to have. And you know, I don't like that connotation. Look, if I do something wrong, say something to me. If I say something wrong, say something to me. But, you know, just us not let this stuff just go and affect the rest of the country by not saying anything, anything at all. Because, you know, I have a stance saying if you say nothing, you stand for nothing. So we got to stand for something. But I've uh, got a commercial break coming up in a few seconds. But when I come back, I wanna talk about some other things and try to get away from racism. Maybe I can lighten up somebody's day and post weekend. This is John from The Modern Conservative and we'll be back in a few minutes. john from the modern conservative podcast I'm back with you for the second half hour um i wanted to talk about something that's going on with me and facebook and my podcast and i was just wonder if you guys can actually give me a hand um my goal is to get out to as many people as i can spread the messages as often as i can hence the reason why i'm doing two podcasts a week and that's on tuesday at five o'clock and thursdays at five o'clock um then you can listen to it on the other platforms, um, such as Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, um, Amazon and and other platforms. I'm actually on 45 other platforms. Um, so I could be found about anywhere. But I mentioned a little bit about this last week. Um, I have been banned well, I wouldn't say banned on Facebook, but I've been shadow banned. I mean, for those of you that's been on my Facebook, you know that, I mean, I have 5,000 friends, but I am a conservative and I'm, I'm a known conservative to Facebook because I let them know every time they put me in jail. Um, but the problem I'm having with those guys is they are stifling the message by shadow banning me or moreover, when I post a video or I post a for example a story, when I post a story, if it's an image or something silly, they have no problem with uh, with me receiving the likes. But when I post a podcast upcoming video, they will selectively not allow the likes to. Be shown. So, what I'm asking every time I post something and you see it, please, please, please post it. Because I've got a bigger issue I'm going to have with, well, Facebook is going to have with me. Because when I pay for a service on Facebook and then they shadow ban me and not allowing me to get the full effect of my followers, well, they're actually ripping me off and ripping the podcast off because I'm paying for a service that they are not allowing me to receive by shadow banning me. So what I need you guys to do to, when you see a post for me, like it or share it. Even if it's just a like hitting that button, just so you like it, what that does, it lets me know and lets me and my lawyers know that they are actually shadow banning me. Now, the 5,000 followers that often text message me or say something to me in Messenger, they're asking me, you know, hey, I'm not seeing your stuff. Not everybody sees uh, my postings. I found that out today again from a buddy of mine who asked me today, he says, dude, I'm not seeing any of your stuff. And we're friends. We're personal friends. So, They're still doing it. So if you can, will you please like and share at least of all, even if it's a thumbs down, I don't care. Just show me something that you actually had seen this video. Or heard my podcast or seen my postings so I can have a visual accountability to say, hey, look, if I decided to go to court and sue these guys, I can say, hey, look. You charge me for a service. But yet, because of my political affiliation, you won't allow me to use it to my fullness. But yet, I'm getting ripped off. So, when you get a chance, please, please, please share, or thumbs down, or whatever you can, so I know that people are actually seeing it. Because that's the only way I know if um, they're shadow banning me or not. I know they're shadow banning me, and they've been doing it for months. I've been in Facebook jail. We counted over thirty-one times now, so they don't like me. I don't care. They're a bunch of liberals, but hey, what can I do? But talk about it. All right. What I want to talk about today is um, something I forgot to mention with uh, the state of Utah is I love the governor. I saw a post the other day that mentioned that they think in the Spencer caught might have won by. Cheating. Now, I'm not here to say any of that, but he sure hell acts like a Democrat. He surely hell acts like a Democrat. I don't know if he made some deal with the DNC, and those of you from Utah probably think the same thing. How is it that guy got in office over, for example, Greg, Greg Hughes or even Kim Coleman? How? How? It's because him and Herbert, they had to have some kind of deal. This is just my speculating, some kind of deal to get him in the office because he's pushing everything that the Dems want. CRT is the only thing he said, and I quote, I do not think critical race theory has a place in the Utah educational system, close quote. That is the only thing he said. Now, it doesn't mean it's not gonna come around and it will come up again. Matter, matter of fact, that's what, Donovan Mitchell wants to speak to the governor for about CRT critical race theory is should never be implemented in the schools in this, in this country, because it's not about teaching your kids history because this go back, go back to the point I had mentioned before. I thought we already had history classes. I thought history told us about history, but their thing is we didn't learn what, real history was all about. We got a cleaned up, we got a PG version of what history was, was about. Not necessarily, well, critical race theory is not necessarily to teach you about the entire history. It's only gonna teach you one portion of history. And that's the portion of history that has racial identity. I don't wanna talk, I'm not necessarily gonna talk about racism, but critical race theory because it affects every single one of us. You know, when you want people to learn something new, you teach them young. You get them at their youngest point of education. Some say it starts in the womb. I say it starts the minute the parents start educating and teaching their kids. But the problem with CRT is simply this. CRT is not taught at the homes. It's taught at your schools. And the people that are pushing CRT know it's taught at the schools. And my problem right now is people who do absolutely nothing. If you believe your kids and you teach your kid a certain thing, certain things in life, but yet they go to the school where they're educated and they're taught something completely different than what you want your kids to be taught, why aren't more people speaking out on it? Why aren't more people at the school boards? Why aren't people making it known it's not going to happen in Utah and any other school if the constituents and the parents can stop it? For those of you who don't know what critical race theory is, you need to learn what CRT is. You need to study it. And realize why they're trying to implement it in the schools because this has been tried several times under, under modern theory, you know, it's been tried several times to get into the schools, but now it seems like it's gotten traction. It's gotten a lot of traction. And if you read the history of modern theory, then it goes all the way back into the 1908, 1907, somewhere along the when the first theory came about in Germany. This is where this stuff comes from, where I actually originated from. So if you don't know what CRT, and I keep repeating that you really need to learn why the country is so heated about CRT in the schools, because it affects your kids. It has nothing to do with the adults, nothing whatsoever, except for those that allow it to happen and don't say a damn thing about it. And then they wonder why their kids are. are are talking the things that they're talking. And then you realize, wait, hey, I never taught you that. Hey, somebody else did. Because you didn't step in front of the bat. And stop the school system from implementing a program, program program that's designed to get in your kids' heads and teach your kids why white people are so bad and why white people need to show reparations or give reparations to other races. I'll leave it at that. CRT is bad news. I know some of these people or some of you guys out there are listening. Says, I really don't know, you know, I don't get involved and I don't do politics. Well, no, you may not participate in politics, but you live according to politics. Hence the reason why your gas is 350. You don't get in politics, but you live politics and you live in according to somebody else when you can oftentimes and be the difference. So I think people need to realize, you know, politics is not a bad word. It really isn't a bad word. The bad word is doing nothing and going damn later because you slept through the moment when you could have been a part of a movement, trying to stop, protect my kids and your kids and Jack's down the road, kids and Susie's kids across the country. They're not just trying to implement this in the state of Utah. It's nationwide. You know, I've told people as of yesterday in 2022, if we lose the election, you can pretty much kiss the things you believe in today. If not gone, almost gone. They will get CRT in the schools. They will have an agenda that you won't like. And if you just listen to these people, you will already know. The one thing about these people that are talking loud, they'll tell you what they're going to do. And they're serious about it. People say, oh, no, they're not serious about it. Well, no, they're very serious about it because they figure they can tell you to your face and you'll do not a damn thing about it. We'll sit back. We'll drink our Kool-Aid or well, in my case, my coffee, and we'll let them slip it in, then we can only react when it's too late. Let's not let that happen. We don't have to let it happen. I think we need to spend more times time realizing what's going on in your community. You really should. If you get online and look at all the videos of the parents getting pissed off about CRT, Learn what CRT is about and you'll be one of those parents as well because it's only about your kids. It's only about teaching your kids one of the most, the most precious thing that you hold dearly, your children, that's who they are trying to corrupt. And the thing is, it's not for today. It's for tomorrow. They're teaching your kids how blacks are victims and whites should be ashamed of themselves with being white. If you don't believe it, read on it, read on their doctrine. But as far as that CRT, we've just got to pull together and do something about it. I mean, I've said it to you guys the last time they want to destroy the white race. They think the white people have been in power way too long. Look, I know that's not true. I and mean, if you all go all, all the way back to the 1619 project, you know, that's all about white people should atone for slavery. That's never going to happen. Because I'll stand right beside them. It's never going to happen. Never. I think what we don't realize with the Democrat Party I was doing some numbers today. There's 33 million blacks in the United States. Population percentage is about 13%. Let's say the Democrats get 10% of those voters that actually vote. Then you've got Hispanic community. There's 52 million Hispanics in the United States. Of that percentage wise, there's 26%. Let's say the Democrats only get 20%. Well, that's 30% they've gotten between the two groups. Now then you got the liberals and you got the Democrats. Let's say blacks, Democrats are, I mean whites are 40% of the country and 20% of those are liberals and Democrats. But mathematically Republicans are screwed because you know why? You don't have minorities to reply to uh, back, back up what you like in in your own race. For example, If 20% of the whites, 20% of Hispanics, and 10% of the Blacks vote Democrat, well, that's 50% of the minorities. Where are the white people going to get their numbers from? We don't have, Republicans don't have a lot of Blacks. We don't have a lot of Hispanics. We don't have a lot of Indians. So on the Republican side, it's predominantly going to be mainly Caucasians. Hence the reason why in five states, a president of the United States, a Democrat president can become president by winning five states. Five states. And that's why Republicans have to win all the small states. You know, you got the North Dakota, South Dakota, you got Alaska, you got the Carolinas, you got Florida, you got Texas, you got Utah, uh, Arizona at one time, uh, Nevada. But the Democrats have California, Chicago, Illinois, they've got. um, um, New York City, those four states alone, I think is equal to about 180 electoral votes. They don't have to do a lot of work. And that's why they focus on the minority states, that's why they're all blue. So come 2022. if we as a group don't step up to the plate in the next 14, 15 months or so, we're going to have problems. I mean, we're hoping that a lot of the minorities change their tune this year because look right now they're in power. If they cheated, I use the word if loosely, if they cheated in the last election, do you think they're not going to try to get away with it again? For those who don't know, that's why they're trying to pass. The new federal law, what's the Senate stop, which is mostly Republicans, half Republican, half Democrats, but they had to have 60 votes. If they get their way, they're going to implement the same policy because it's been so successful for them in the past. There are some people that's really serious about having a socialistic society really serious. I know a lot of people don't pay attention to politics. A lot of people don't get past Facebook. A lot of people get their news and information from Facebook or CNN or even Fox News. There are bills out there right now that the Democrats are trying to push so they can stay in power forever. Forever. So we have to stand together as conservatives as Republicans and do our job, because there's a lot of risk right now. I think a lot of us get comfortable thinking now somebody else are our battle force. We get complacent, uh, we'll let them do it. Well, at some point in time, you're gonna have to step up to the plate and make a stand. Sometimes it's not just, not just going and buying a bunch of guns and say, hey, they're not taking my guns. Well, you know what? If you don't do anything at the voting pool, they will come take your guns. They will exercise executive orders. And during the Obama administration, he used executive order, which he's not by law able to, supposed to be able to do, went around the Supreme Court and done what he wanted. Because when you think about it, the Supreme Court, is just the Supreme Court. Everything that is done in reference to the Supreme Court is done out of respect for the courts. They really don't have a lot of teeth. They really don't. But they are the superior court in this country and in the land. And those nine jurists can determine what happens a lot in this country. Now, luckily, in the last two weeks, we've had some good things happen. But if the Democrats do what they want to do is stack the court. With fourteen, with uh, thirteen more, well, with a total of thirteen justices, they now stack the court in their favor. So anything they put and everything that's challenged, most likely, will go their favor. And I, most of you may or may not know, as well, you know, the Democrats now are trying to control the entire voting in the country. They want to make it federal. When they make it federal and you are the power that sits in the seat, you control everything. You control everything. Right now, you know, they want to get rid of the filibuster. Luckily for us, there's a few Democrat senators, congressmen that are against it. So if they ever got rid of the filibuster, it's just straight voting. We're done we're done. So I don't know what's going to happen in the next 14 to 15 months. But I know what we need to do in the meantime. It's basically recruit, 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 get the message out, let people know what's going on. So they're just not voting at the voting booth, just because somebody speaks well, or they look good on the camera. Or they have a D or R in front of their names, preferably I like are R in front of their names. And they're about the conservative agenda. Um, also, while, while it's on my mind, back to Governor Cox. You know, the other day he was talking, yes, I'm going on back to something else. The other day we were talking about um, COVID 19, the Delta version. Now, they're talking about how bad it's going to be and, you know, everybody needs to get vaccinated. Here's my question for those of you that are vaccinated, or maybe not vaccinated. When you create a vaccine for one for one virus, for example, 19. And all its specifics. How do they know your vaccine shot is going to work on delta? How do they know? Because for those of you who, who, who didn't fall, who doesn't fall, who don't follow the COVID virus, you know, eight players from the New York Yankees got tested for COVID. <laughs> after that, eight players, well, there's more than, let me back up, more than all the players got the COVID shot. Of those players, eight of them came down with COVID after after they've gotten the shot. And then they want us to believe that. The Delta virus. Would be taken care of under all the other vaccines that's out there, and then I think there's now five. So I want to know, how do they know this? Do they know this virus is already coming? Was it already here when they were developing the vaccines? I mean, for you, those of you who haven't seen the Fauci emails, will you, do you trust them at all? Because there's lie after lie after lie in his emails. Now that's not me speaking, that's in the actual emails that was obtained through FOIA. There's a lot of things our government don't tell us and is not telling us. They don't tell us the good of the people. They always tell us the bad of the people. Stuff that we should fear. Well, not having knowledge, to me, is fear in itself, personally for me. I like to know what's going on in my life and in my kid's life. I like to know that when the government tells me something, I can believe it. And I don't profess to know everything on this podcast, but I can tell you this, I got it, government is not completely honest with us, And I think we all know that. I think we've seen the lies that they've told, and we just have to believe that there are lies until they show us otherwise. Because at the end of the day, they're just politicians making millions and millions of dollars by playing a game that's bestowed on us by somebody else well hey my podcast comes to an end i'll be back thursday at five o'clock hope to hear from you hope you tune in you guys have a great afternoon take care